Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs. Well, it's all Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Great to be here today on this gorgeous Seattle day. Looking out the window, I can't help but think what a fine day to take your dog for a walk or take your dog outside and stand still and let them sniff, as I joked with Alexandra Horowitz uh, when I talked with her a few months ago. Um, You know, actually, I'll take the opportunity to just mention, because I say this all the time, um... When we think of our dog's exercise needs, we tend to think of physical exercise. I need to exercise my dog, so we'll exercise physically. But there's a whole other side of the coin, which is mental. Dogs and people have been living together for 40,000 years is the most widely accepted number in science. And the nature of the relationship has been working together and dogs are experiencing an unemployment epidemic in this country. And they have these fantastic minds that are able to problem solve and work with us and, um, you know, certainly different strengths and weaknesses depending on the genetics and what we have specifically bred them to do. But the point is to give your dog some mental stimulation if it's, uh, you know, whatever you guys really connect around. It's nose work. That's one of my favorite things to recommend to people. Maybe it's, um, you know, obedience training or uh, agility or puzzles or whatever. But engage your dog's brain because that is a common um, contributor to behavioral challenges, uh, that pent-up mental energy. It can actually manifest in a number of different ways, destructive behavior, even anxiety. So although we say almost every show, what a great day it is to take your dog for a walk so that your doggies get out and you get out and, you know, even leave your phone at home. Um, I wanted to also say, give them some uh, mental exercise as well. So I was at the Old Dog Haven Walk for Old Dogs on Sunday, and it was uh, my second year attending. Last year, we were there with uh, Lois and Leia. Uh, Lois was our Old Dog Haven final refuge dog, who, as you may or may not know, has recently passed away. Uh, it's about a month ago, I think now. <sighs> and uh, being there um, was really, really awesome to just remember her be in that awesome community with all those adorable old dogs and all of the wonderful people who are involved with and support that organization. Old Dog Haven is just amazing. Um, Not just the work they do, but how well run they are. They are a dream to work with. I can't say enough good things about them. Olddoghaven.org is their website. They spend uh, about $80,000 a month in just covering the vet costs of their, all the dogs under their um, umbrella. So That was a big fundraiser to help pay for those costs and support all of these old doggies. And I um, saw again um, Dawn, who's uh, she and her husband are the owners of the Seattle Barkery uh, treats and truck and bike. And I think something else you guys have. And you were holding Marvin, who's a Pekingese, who had a little blue mohawk and he was just chilling in your arms 
Yes. And uh, we were actually at the um, merchandise booth at the same time, kind of talking about uh, um, one of the T-shirts. And I ended up buying that, by the way. Did you? So did I. <laughs> oh, really? I got it for Darcy. Yeah. So I got whatever. <laughs> I know. Like I wore it yesterday. I'm like, if anyone asks me about the message, I'll just, I don't know, yeah. go with it. But I loved it anyway. Yeah. It, yeah. So um, so we were t- chatting about that. And then I was like, ah, because I saw you guys at the Dog Film Festival last year. Yeah. You had your truck out front. And now finally you're you're here talking with me. So yeah. welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. For us. Yes. So you and your husband, Ben, started the Seattle Barkery officially in the fall of 2014. Yes. And so tell me in a in a better way than I described your business, uh, what you guys what you guys do. We are a doggy treat truck that also has um, coffee and pastries for humans. Um, we are mobile seven days a week, um, not today. It's our truck buster is getting a new engine. Hopefully we'll be back on the road tomorrow. And um, we also have a treat bar located inside of Dogwood Play Park, an indoor dog park for dogs. Yeah, that's up in Shoreline? Uh, Lake City. Lake City, that's yeah. right. Okay. And uh, so their their Buster is kind of a historical truck. Buster, everyone loves Buster. Um, he's been good to us. He came with that name. We bought him from on Craigslist from a guy in Ballard named Tor, who used him as a work truck. Um, took him to the Grand Canyon and back was his big claim to fame. Wow. He's a 1968 Chevy step van. And before that, he was a Seattle School District maintenance vehicle. Hmm. So he was very ugly when we bought him. Uh, cream painted on the inside with a wood interior rotting roof. And, I mean, you had to close your eyes like, and just really try to envision what it could be. <laughs> yeah. And it did. It, it worked out. We got everything installed and painted. And, um, and it's the beauty it is today. Yeah. It's really um, has a lot of character. It has a lot of character, yes. So you, and you make your treats that you sell? Yes, we make them fresh daily. Mm. So three, four in the morning. Uh, We have a kitchen, commercial kitchen space inside of Dogwood. Okay. This used to all come out of my home kitchen until we moved into Dogwood last year. And they had this beautiful big kitchen space that they were using a microwave in. Mm-hmm. It's like, can I have this, please? <laughs> so we're very excited about that. And it um, took me a while to get used to getting up and driving over there. Um, especially it's kind of dark and creepy and dark in there. But um, I'm used to it now. Yeah. Yeah. So a few years before you actually officially launched the business, you were sort of experimenting with Treat making treats, treat recipes, and it was uh, you guys owned a dog walking company business. Yes, yeah, you guys were dog yep. walkers, mm-hmm. and it was around the time where the all of that um, buzz around the uh, recalls for the treats, yes. the chicken jerky, and chicken the you know, <clears throat> and yeah. so you're like, well, I like to cook and bake reasonably. Yeah, you know, let's try it out. Let's try it out. Yeah, and you start looking at recipes and you think. Well, that's not that hard, and this isn't that hard, and I could try that out. And if they like it, it's such a big victory, or it feels like it is to me, um, having picky, quote-unquote, picky dogs. Um, to me, 
doing this as many years as I've done it now, the smaller they are, the pickier they are, or more opinionated. Smaller uh, the dog? Yes. Uh. To me. And I, I find that, like, and we'll hear that number one thing. He's really picky. It's like, okay, well, take a couple samples. And let, I can't believe he liked that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I got two picky ones myself. And uh, everything passes their mouths before it makes the the menu. Um, that's their little claim to fame, I guess. Um, but it's worked out well because we've, knock on wood, have had a 100% success rate. We oh. haven't heard any complaints. Um, if if they try it right in front of us, they always take it. The owners are always surprised. And I think you get burned out with the harder biscuits, the milk bones from the bank or whatever, and you're like, they just don't like that stuff. They don't like treats. They don't like these kind of things. They like human stuff. And it's like... Well, these are all human-grade ingredients, but they're actually dog-safe and mm-hmm. and dogs in mind. Isn't that kind of an interesting phenomenon? I've mentioned this a few times before over the years. There's like this whole like people food, uh, dog food, and people, you know, I don't give my dog people food. or And pe- oftentimes people offer me that information like as if they're doing something right. Oh, I don't give him people food. He only gets dog food. Well, first of all, you know, chicken's chicken or... Right. You know, it's yeah. not like, I mean, there is a difference as far as the industry goes because, like, the pet quality is the stuff that's not fit for human consumption. Yeah. So they actually get the step down, and, and it yeah. can be a real, real far away down in yeah. the case of, Disgusting. like, yeah. you know, milk bones or whatever. Yeah. Like, you really don't even want to know what's in those. Yeah. If you, you don't. Um, even see what's in, like, a, um, what are those white bones? I can't even think what they're called right now. The pressed white um, rawhide. Mm-hmm. What goes up glue and I mean it's the most disgusting things. If you Google what goes into a rawhide bone, you will. N- if you see one in a pet store, you would never want to go in that pet store again. It's so disgusting. And uh, there's a good documentary called Pet Fooled. Yes, and that kind of goes over how um, dog food has come about and and really gone downhill. Like table scraps weren't necessarily bad for dogs, you know, but we were yeah. brainwashed into believing so and. And buying this convenience food for them along the lines of like when convenience food became into the market, the 60s, the 70s, and buying microwave meals for yourself and how easy and convenient. Well, it's just filled with crap and that's what you're eating and that's what your dog's eating. Mm -hmm. And they want that raw, primal, wholesome foods, you know, like everyone will say, oh, does that have grains in it? He needs to be grain free. And we are grain free. But I don't necessarily know if that's the right argument. You know, it is it maybe byproduct and all these other things that mm-hmm. go in that are unnatural that they're mm-hmm. allergic to. Yeah. There's plenty of foods that might be grain free and still be terrible. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It is an interesting um, it's an interesting beast. The uh, the pet food industry because of the lack of regulations, first of all, then the lack of uh, enforcing the um, inadequate regulations in the first place. And then, um, you know, the marketing. Yeah. And people, you know, I talk to almost all my clients, end up talking to them about food because if I'm working with behavior and I've got a dog, we were talking about anxiety that we might get into um, a little bit later today. But, you know, food is like number one to health. Yeah. Pretty much, mm-hmm. you know. And so to look at, well, what is your dog eating? How might how might that be contributing to uh, how they feel and therefore how they behave? Um, I know I feel so much better and clearer when 
my diet is cleaner versus if I'm, you know, eat something and then just because it tastes good, but then I'm like bloated the next day and I'm like, eh, you know, that doesn't feel pizza, good. Ice cream. Yeah. Junk food. I mean, dogs have so junk. Good. I know pizza is so good. I love pizza. I haven't had I it do. in so long. Why? Because you probably don't feel that great after <laughs> eating it. <laughs> um, it is delicious too. But, um, and then there's like different ones. And I think like ones where like sometimes I'll have like, let's talk about pizza. You know, I'll have a pizza and it's, I feel like, okay, a little heavy, but like, okay. And then the other ones I'm like, oh no. So I'm wondering like, are there preservatives in it? Or it's got to be like the something going on with the quality of the ingredients itself. Sure. Right? Yeah. I would think like crust too. Like if you eat like thick crust, that's yeah. not going to sit too well, but um you can even do like no cheese pizza, and I mean I'll take pizza anyway. Yeah, I agree. But cheese is obviously great, right? Well, um, maybe you guys need to make a donkey pizza. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels pizza are turning the now. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally. Like this fresh, and uh, you know, when people tell me that their dog like turns their nose up at kibble. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, you know, dogs where where there's just these biscuits that you get like at the bank or whatever, you yeah. know, and they're like, oh, here's some treats for your dog. And I'm like, thank you. And then I throw them out because I know that they're nasty. Yeah. But that a lot of times dogs won't eat them. Yeah. And there's something about either, and they oftentimes will spray stuff on them so that they will yeah. eat them. Yeah. But I'm like, that's a smart dog because, so it's like, man, he's kind of, you know, sometimes skips meal on the kibble. I'm like, well, maybe he doesn't feel good or maybe instinctively they're like, yeah. Yeah. So if you switch to a raw or cooked food or even do something like add goat's milk, raw goat's milk yeah. or something to add actual live nourishing food that actually, right. you know, feeds the body, helps the or body. Or they'll say thrive. like, he just won't eat. I just don't know what I'm doing. It's like maybe he doesn't need to eat two full meals and a day full of treats. Like yeah. feeding isn't love. I I know that concept. Um, <laughs> yes, you do. With, it's not. You know, yeah. it's it's. You think it is. You think, oh, they're so hungry. But they will tell you when they're hungry. They will tell you if they want something. Um, my guys make it perfectly clear. They sit. Marvin, our little blind guy from Old Dog Haven, he goes and sits on the rug in the kitchen. And he will wait there until something gets set in front of him. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like he's hungry. Mm-hmm. But sometimes he won't eat dinner. And they only eat dinner because they do get treats during the day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he just won't have dinner. And I used to feel like, oh. <gasps> Oh my gosh, you know, but now Mm -hmm. I realize that's, he's just not hungry and that's okay. You know, Mm -hmm. he'll let me know when he is and guess what? He'll have breakfast the next day instead, you know? I mean, his clock is a little off. He's blind. We go with it, you know, but I forcing them or trying to sprinkle cheese and do all these things to entice them. They're not hungry. They will let you know when they're hungry. It also lets them know that if they hold out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, they're not dumb. Kibble. They're yeah. like, well, if I don't eat this, you're going to scramble me some eggs. <laughs> yeah. I had a client yeah. with a Havanese who did that. She got, she panicked. He, you know, didn't eat. And she was like, oh, you know. Little dog. Yeah, totally. And they're then, you know, guilt. it's like, let them not eat. They'll eat the next, you know, let them yeah. get hungry so that, and, you know, then I would also say, well, look at maybe feeding a food that it more supports the body and. You yeah, know, but they want to eat. But kibbles are hard, and if you watch that pet fooled, you just feel horrible for feeding any kibbles. You know, it just makes you feel like you're like 
just complete idiot in the whole market. You know, it should be brown rice. It should be, mm-hmm. you know, all these things that they love. Raw meats, cooked meats, cooked chicken. Why not? You know, cottage cheese. Yeah. What you can find in your refrigerator, if you run out of canned food or baked food, you will have a complete meal in your house for them that they will love, you mm-hmm. know. And why feed them the same thing every day? Like, yes. nobody wants to eat that way. Keep them interested. Keep them getting nourishment from all different sources and and they'll be interested and you you will like it. You mm-hmm. like the process. It's fun. Strawberries, blueberries, mm-hmm. they like it all. Bananas. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you said that about the same thing every day, too, because that's not how we, you know, we get our ideally get all of our nutrients over the course of, you know, days or oh, I don't know, a yeah. week. And uh, so they're getting oftentimes an excess of things as well because there's no regulation for excess. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, mineral, uh, I don't remember what it was, but there's one really common one that there's often too much of in food. I don't know if it was calcium or something like that, but that can cause problems too. So anyway, your guys are lucky because they get to be the the product testers. Yes. Um, Yeah. Is there, uh, not to give away any secrets, but um, like an ingredient or flavor that you found um, that is like money? Well, you know, I know... Humans and dogs, no one should be overindulging in bacon, but bacon is a popular dog treat flavor no matter what shape or form. Mm -hmm. Our bacon pup cake um, is our number one seller, but it's more of a celebratory treat. At the treat bar where we, inside of Dogwood, where we have more regulars, um, that's our least seller because now they've moved on to your chicken hearts and your chicken feet and your turkey hearts, like more primal things that they feel comfortable feeding every day. And the pup cake will be a birthday treat or an anniversary treat or your celebratory treat. But most times when people come to the treat truck the first time, especially if they think that their dog isn't going to like anything, they go for the bacon pup cake because they think if he's going to like anything, it's going to be that, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's like, that's fine. You know, it's grain free, coconut oil, egg, bacon, cheddar, but it is bacon and cheddar, you know, like mm-hmm. it is an indulgent treat. And some people will be more knowledgeable or ask, like, should I lessen his dinner if he's going to have this? And I said, I would maybe mm-hmm. by half a cup or a cup or cut it in half. This is yeah, this is a fatty treat, yeah. you know, like we don't need to have a full dinner after this, right. you know. Um, but some don't. And, you know, that's up to you to monitor your own for kids, I guess. Um but yes, we do get a lot of questions. People are more skeptical of someone making treats on their own versus a large corporation. And I would go along with your commercial advertising. You know, you get kind of used to buying it at the grocery store and feel safe with that decision, even though it could be the worst decision you're making. Um, the irony. Yeah. And then thinking like, uh, we had someone ask the other day, what chemicals do you add to these? And I just, I felt like so bewildered. I said, none. I, no chemicals were added to these. I, what, what do you mean? She's like, well, like chemicals. And I don't think she even knew what she meant, but she was concerned enough to ask that. It's like, they're grain free. I can, everything you find in here, you can find in the grocery store. I can tell you complete ingredients. You know, most are four ingredients or less. And I think some people get turned off to that. Like, well, then I could just make that myself. And it's like, by all means, you know? Yeah. 
You know, I want it to be simple. I want it to be easy. They like it, you know. Mm -hmm. The turkey patty is a big seller, and it's just organic turkey and flaxseed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when you say that, I feel like they're, like, kind of disappointed, but they buy it, you know, and Hmm. they like it, so... It's a lot of interesting human psychology around yeah. retail anything. But, yeah. you know, it's like just what you're talking about, what kind of comes up for people around this. I feel like they just feel like they have to ask something because they're approaching a food truck that isn't for them. It's for their much-loved pet, and they just feel like I have to be... I have to ask something because I have to be a little bit concerned, you know, about my dog, which is fine. Which is good. Yeah. I'm yeah. more than, you know, happy to answer it. But then in the same kind of thought, it's like, gosh, you would think like mm-hmm. we're going to we're more vulnerable than pedigree or whatever else is out there. You know, um, Attaboy or whatever these companies are, mm-hmm. you know, we're one bad review could ruin us, you know, and um, one sick dog or whatever, you know, and we we have the insurances and all of that to cover anything like that. We've never had to use it, but it's still really scary. You know, like if some dog were to, you know, if somebody were to say that, it's like that could, we could be closed, you know? So we take it very seriously. We do everything fresh. We, you know, to a, our own like craziness, driving us nuts. Like I got to get up at three. I got to, you know, I got to be there. I got to stop at the store. You know, they were out of this and, mm-hmm. um, it can be your own like worst enemy, but if we're going to put this out there, it has to be consistent and it has to be that way. Yeah. Well, being fierce about quality is a good thing, especially yeah. when we're talking about, you know, putting something on or in your dog. Right. Um, so do you guys spend, so you're up early in the morning making treats every day and then are you oftentimes like out with the truck and yeah. Going here and there and all just, you know, all over the place. And, yeah. then, you know, yeah, is it's... that are you guys are you guys out like daily, you know, with with the truck um, having a new engine in right now where you're on a mandatory few days off. Right. And that feels really strange. Um, the treat bar, of course, is open inside of Dogwood. Um, but we were right in the middle of like 90 days straight. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, which is like what we've been waiting for. You know, these rainy, horrible days on the truck. And <laughs> yeah. you're just like, summer's coming. Summer's coming. You know, that's when all the events happen. That's the walks and the dog runs. And everybody is just so much more happier when the sun is out. And you make more money and you sell more things. Yeah. And now it's here. We're like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is just, it's just been. That's a lot. It's a lot. But it's good. You know, we have employees that work the treat bar because we keep the same hours as Dogwood, which is 4 to 10, Mm -hmm. uh, Monday through Friday, 12 to 8, Saturday and Sunday. And if I'm up at 3, I can't work a 4 to 10. I just I'm in bed by like 830. Yeah. So it's a little hard. Plus the emails and the phone calls and the cake orders. You know, it's it's um, we're a jack of all trades. I don't know how good we're managing them all, but hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully we come off that we're. We're doing a good job. So you do uh, like special order cakes? Yes. Okay. And um, what types of events when you're, you know, 90 days straight, you're running around all over the place? I mean, of course, like, you know, the old dog haven walk for old dogs, which is where I saw you. Mm -hmm. And then events like, um, you know, other sort of bigger. There was one in Marysville. You mentioned pet. Uh, Mary's little Poochapalooza is um, a huge event for us. Um, 
and the truck has been on the fritz and we were like really worried about making that trek up to Marysville. Um, but it worked out just fine. I mean, we were going about 30 miles an hour on the freeway, but slow and steady. Yeah, you know, I think people see a truck like that. They know it's not going to go <laughs> too fast, but that was pretty slow. It took a while to get home. Um, but we made it, you yeah. know, Buster held out. We had a, we bought an engine that was rebuilt for it and it held out those whole eight weeks. Wow. Um, it was leaking oil like crazy. We had cardboard everywhere and drip pans, but, um, it made it good. And, um, yeah, Marysville Puchapalooza, honestly, um, our biggest events are farmer's markets. We do every mm. Friday at Edmonds, uh, dog park. Uh, we just got on and it took forever. Um, Magnuson dog park where there are Tuesdays and Thursdays, oh, great. which has been phenomenal. And we'd like to add more days there. We go to Trupanion headquarters on Wednesday and, um, during the evenings we do a lot of yappy hour apartment complex, um, things that um with comcast they'll go in and kind of throw these little parties and they invite us along um because a lot of these downtown buildings are filled with dogs so it's mm -hmm. it, that works out great for us um you guys need to be at the amazon dog days of summer we are you are yes in Good. august yeah yes i just got an email we've done a few events with amazon that have been wonderful we'd love to be there every day but um to be like a food truck there requires a street vendor permit uh, which is quite expensive and when it. your treats start at a dollar fifty yeah it we could get there but it would, a lot yeah, of yeah it would have to be it would be a little bit scary of a commitment that'd be a big jump for us right right yeah you know most food trucks start at the eight nine ten dollar right price mark which makes right. a little more sense right right so you guys are just cruising around, selling treats, <laughs> yeah. saying hi to dogs. Now you said some that you've had some doggy shoplifters. Oh, we've had a number of shoplifters. Yes, um, pugs. Pugs are our number one <laughs> offender. <laughs> um, there is a we open the side your passenger door, and that kind of displays our some of our local wholesale items. Um, we sell like cod skins and Loki lamb and beef lung, um, some locally sourced smoked bones. <laughs> so the smells kind of bring them over there right away. And yeah. then there's just this little crack from the step up and that apparently fits a pug body perfectly. And they'll be on the truck into inventory in like less than 30 seconds. Like before we know what's happening, they've had probably five treats. Yeah. And, you know, we feel like, the owners seem, always seem very embarrassed and like, we'll pay for that. It's like, you know what? If they can get on here and get it, they deserve it. And uh, we aren't, you know, we would never charge anybody for that. <laughs> um, but yes, we've had a number of hop-ons. And then we'll see them again at a different event. And it's like they know and they're looking oh, yeah, over, they do. you know. And even if we try to block it with something, it's just like pushed to the side and right back on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pugs are, are good customers to us, shoplifting yeah. or not. Yeah. <laughs> Dachshunds. Dachshunds good. Beagles are great. Um, My little, one of our dogs is a dachshund and she, when we play like nose games or whatever and everybody's off finding all of the treats that are hidden around everywhere, I always know when, when all of them are found when she stops <laughs> because she is um, thorough. Yeah. They're smart little buggers, mm -hmm. aren't they? Yeah. Too smart. Sometimes. Nosy, nosy. Yeah. So you had um, one of your dogs, Sherman, 
was so you guys won the uh, costume contest at the old dog. We Haven. did, yes, Marvin, yes, with Marvin. Um, that's actually he won last year as well. Last year he went as the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, uh-huh. and I got a one universal size. That's the only way they sell it, I guess, on Amazon. The Ghostbuster uniform, uh-huh. and I'm five two, and it didn't it. Didn't work for me, so Ben had to uh, to wear it, and uh, they went as the Ghostbuster team, and they won. So this year we felt a lot more pressure, and we always joke about his life before us. But he was a, you know, he was a cook on a ship, or he worked, you know, he just has this. For some reason, his voice is like a sailor's voice. Yeah, he calls me a dame sometimes, <laughs> you know, and um, he's just kind of a gruff ladies' man, I guess. And so we have always talked about Captain Marvin, and I was like, that's his thing. We've got to get him a ship. we got to do this. And Amazon, again, came to our rescue with a cardboard ship um, for children that we spent hours coloring and um, <laughs> a dog uh, captain's uniform. Yeah. And um, we got some sailor outfits and Captain Marv of the SS Old Dogs. Yeah, it was mm. a big one. He seemed to actually like the costume. He he seemed to embrace it, so it might be part of his past. I don't know. He had <laughs> he has a really um, great presence. So you were holding him when I saw you at the merchandise booth at the Walk for Old Dogs. You were holding him, and he was just like totally, you know, chilling, like his like belly up, legs, you know, kind of <laughs> up, real cat, you know, just like chilling, like what's up? He's blind. He's blind. Um, and he's, he's a Pekingese, so he's, you know, he's got this adorable little smushed up face and he's just kind of like, you know, chilling in your arms, like, yeah. And he's got this little blue mohawk. Yes. He, um, so the tank top that we both bought now, um, that dog's face is, her name is Wicket from Old Dog Haven. She's Final Refuge. Uh Her former name was Mary and Mary and Marvin were brother and sister. Oh. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's wicked. But then, you know, um, but she was really mean to him in there. They had an old lady owner who had passed away. Mm-hmm. They both found themselves both blind in mm. the Everett Animal Shelter. And Old Dog Haven, I don't know if it's Judith or who made the call, but thought they should split him up because she was so aggressive with him. Mm. And <laughs> that's been a big win for Marvin. I feel like we've just, like, uncovered this, like, little gem. Like, he's just loving life. He goes... We learned how to walk on a leash. He he jogs half the time. Um, he lo- he just loves being out in the yard. He's barking and you know he's just a, a crazy man. We always call him a crazy man. Um, and Mary, her name was changed to Wicket. Went to live with another old dog haven family where she now picks on. She's eight pounds. Picks on all the other dogs in the house. So that's just kind of her mo. But I really feel like we busted Marvin out of like this abusive relationship. Like. Got him divorced, and now he's oh like living gosh. this life of yeah of joy. You know, he's getting treats all the time, and we got him a haircut. He'd never had a haircut. His hair was just that thick Pekingese coat to the ground, and mm. I mean, it was so matted and so filled with just I don't know what. It was like orange, but he's mm. white. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got him this cool spunky haircut that he loves, and he loves um just everything. He's just such a great dog. And for my first Old Dog Haven Final Refuge, I feel like 
we've kind of hit the jackpot. Like he really hasn't had much health wise. He had some bad teeth, but he was already blind, already missing one eye, blind in the other. But other than that, you know, besides teeth, he really hasn't had much. A little arthritis. He started doing like a, we would call it like restless legs, like pacing at night, kind of almost dementia style, like within the last year. And we started putting him on Canna Companion, which is based out in Monroe. Mm -hmm. And that just has worked wonders for him. Yeah. I interviewed the uh, founders of that. Oh, really? Yeah. It's There's, great. They gave us a tour and everything. We just had cool. such a great day out there. Yeah. They're not all, so we're talking about CBD, um, which is made from hemp. And there is a whole, there's a lot of products now, CBD products. Yes. Um, treats with it in it and oils and, and Canna Companion, which is in a capsule form. And um, I have found that they're not all created equally. The, you know, the, I've not found, I've not had success with it when it's been in a treat. I was wondering that too. Yeah. I feel like it would be really hard to bake it correctly. Yeah. You know, and make sure that how, you know, like your dosages, like obviously if you mix cheese and everything, that's, it's going to be pretty equal within each cupcake or cheesy donut or whatever you make. Um, but to me, that's a little baffling. Like how would you get that correctly dosed mm -hmm. for a small dog i mean i guess you would just give more treats but yeah they're hard biscuit form and that's not easy for every dog and yeah so it's good to know because more more and more people are aware of it and yes. i've um when i've recommended it to clients uh cbd uh specifically can a companion some of them have already tried you know uh this or that from wherever and a lot of times without success and i I do encourage them if I feel like it's going to help. Um, and with old dogs especially, it's it was like a miracle pill for Lois. Yeah, it was amazing. It really is. But it was specifically Canna Companion. And yeah. there's, there's uh, I'm sure there's other ones, but that one is the one that I recommend. And you can just order it online from wherever you are. You could be listening from, you know, Ireland or Massachusetts or whatever. Yeah. And you can just go to CannaCompanionUSA.com and order it and check it out. Super safe, doesn't really interact with anything. And if no. you're interested in learning more about it, I, I re-ran my interview with those guys um, April 20th. Um, <laughs> and you can go to the archives uh, from this year and, and learn more about it. I learned a ton about, um, you know, the whole endocannabinoid system and how it works. And yeah, it's amazing. All that kind of you know, um, my dad has Parkinson's and he's had just... Um, Horrible side effects with his meds. Yeah. And he started taking like the same exact CBD mints from his local pot shop in Marysville. Yeah. And um, they've just, it's just worked wonders. He was having night terrors, like mm. sleeping in two hour fits. And now he's sleeping six to eight hours. He's like a whole new person. And I just feel like the exact same with Marvin. Like, you know, they recommend twice a day, but we only give it to him at night because that's when we think, you know, that's when he needs it. And it works within 20 minutes for us. We, we've timed it multiple times. And especially if he's really upset or really pacing around the house, if we give it to him, I mean, within 20 minutes, he's cool and relaxed. Um, I gave it to him before the groomer because he's always difficult at our groomer. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what? I don't know what happened. He was so much better this time. And I almost forgotten that I'd given it to him because mm. um, I'd gotten up so early to go baking. And I knew Ben was going to take him to the groomer. And... Um, 
So I gave it to him at like four in the morning. His grooming appointment was at nine. And he was just a dream, mm-hmm. a dream dog for, for once at the groomer. So I have to remember that. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, you can't say enough good things. It doesn't interfere with any other medications that they're on. You can, of course, always talk to your vet. But um, I haven't, our vet's all for it. I haven't found really any that can, you know, I don't think they can medically recommend it or feel like they should. But I don't think you'll find anyone that would say anything against it either. Mm-hmm. Ours does. It's covered by some pet insurance. Even. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's amazing. That's a step in the right direction. All the best uh, pet stores here in the Seattle area now have it in a lotion form that you can rub in their ears. Hmm. Like just rub. And I guess that works amazingly, too, Hmm. which is, you know, if you can't get pills down them or if they are suspect to anything being in their food, Hmm. um, you can always try it that way, too. Hmm. Or the oil, I would say, would be pretty easy. Yeah. Well, let's take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll be talking more with Don Ford, who's one of the owners of the Seattle Barkery. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Looking for an easy way to give your dog's food a boost in nutrition? Or maybe your dog has a sensitive digestive tract, itchy skin, or is just a picky eater. We've had such great success feeding St. John Creamery raw goat's milk to our pack, and I recommend it to my clients all the time. You can get raw goat's milk for your dog all over the country. But if you live in Western Washington, be sure it's St. John Creamery you reach for in the freezer section of your local independent pet supply store. You can also pick up your milk at drop locations around the area. Visit stjohncreamery.com to learn more. That's stjohncreamery.com. Your dogs will love you for it. Eric, people ask me to help them with all sorts of doggy challenges. I can only imagine. Oh yeah, dogs jumping on guests, new puppy questions, behavioral challenges like fear and aggression, even dog food sensitivities. You name it and I've probably worked with it. But can you help people even if they don't live in Seattle? Absolutely. I've had great success with phone consultations and have even Skyped with people and their dogs from all over the country. Every dog should be approached as a unique individual. I've talked about this over and over again on the show. That's one of the parts of working with dog training and behavior that I love the most. Every client is different. If you're listening and you need help with your dog, just get in touch. I'd love to get you pointed in the right direction and answer all of your questions. Email me host at dogradioshow.com. That's me, Julie Forbes, host at dogradioshow.com. I look forward to connecting. Wait, dogs can use Skype? We're really living in the future. (laughs) This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to New Pro Supplements, we cover the world of animals. This week, July 30th, it's an encore presentation of the last Behavior Training and Healing Sunday with me. Plus, I talked with Aline Fortgang, and she shared her new proposal to transform Woodland Park Zoo into a zoo of the future, and why she says vote no on King County Prop 1. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. And now, back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Perfect for the summertime, 
Our dogs love watermelon. And I there's this watermelon water that is delicious Ooh. for people. Just a they have it Trader at Joe's has a really good watermelon juice and Do it's they? like I think it's almost five dollars and I buy it every time and I'll drink it on the way home and then like put it in the garbage can like I'm hiding drugs because <laughs> I don't but Ben would be like, You're buying five dollar watermelon juice. So I always like feel like I have to hide it, like yeah. it's my little vice, but it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. So um Eric, you're so good at the the, the song part of it. Oh, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric, and, I, and that dog uh, in the song is eating the watermelon seeds and all, which, of course, you, you, we don't recommend. You, if you're feeding watermelon to your dog, you want to take those seeds out. Are the seeds toxic? But I put that disclaimer out there. Thank you. No, but I think that they could probably choke on them. Mm. It would be a bad thing. They so. inhaled They'll it or something. They'll grow watermelons in their tummies. Yeah, there you right? go. Yeah. Like you would as a kid. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so... Um, Back talking with Don Ford with the Seattle Barkery. Yes. Uh, treat dog treats, treat truck, and treat counter as part of Dogwood Play Park. Yes. In uh, Lake City. Yes. Um, they've been in business officially since the fall of 2014. And you guys are jamming the summer now. Yeah, uh, all over the place, all sorts of you know events and dog parks and all that kind of stuff. Now, I had asked you for uh, kind of some like, you know, funny stories or you know something like that. And there is a question that more than one person <laughs> has asked over the years, which is a curious one to me. So, in your truck, you have treats for dogs yes and then you also have um coffee and pastries for people Mm -hmm. so you have on your menu yes we have two menus um one the larger top menu is it says dog menu and that well often you know people come up and be a little confused because it reads bacon pup cake pb banana bone pumpkin pretzel and they say are these hot dog types you know and that's that's a little forgiving because you know that that's understandable. There's a bajillion hot dog carts and trucks around, um, but on a lower, smaller menu under the dog menu, we have human menu, which would list the coffee drinks we offer, uh, bottled water, bottled sodas, um, pastries. You know, we have some human snacks, and more than I think. You know, you you speak before you think a lot of the time, sure. or or absorb what's happening. And people come up and and we're prepared. We know that this is a new concept. It's overwhelming. You're look, taking it all in and we're bright blue truck. We've got treats. We've got dogs. We've got collars. We have bones, you know, and you automatically see a truck like ours and you think, oh, this is for me or this is an ice cream truck because it has that that signature, you know, blue, bright blue color. Um, but more, I would say... Half a dozen times, and that might be generous. It might be closer to a dozen. Have people come up and ask if, and one guy whispered it so, so upset. He's like, is that human meat for dogs? You sell human meat for dogs? Like we're just slaughtering babies inside the truck or something. Um, And when I say, no, 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 these are, no, this is a dog treat truck. He's like, but you sell human meat? Oh my gosh! First of all, that would be a health department nightmare. 
Um, it could be a lot of things. <laughs> I think a health department nightmare is your, the least of your concerns. The health department already has told us they don't really know how to handle us, so I, I wouldn't want to throw in the whole like human kebab um, menu. Oh. Um, I don't think human meat's probably ever going to take off in your <laughs> food truck world. Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Um some of the ingredients of these crappy dog foods that we were talking about actually have ground dog meat in them. That's right. And so if you are knowledgeable in that, maybe you would think maybe this isn't such a far stretch. But um, if you just read farther than human menu, um, you would see that it's popsicles, it's cookies, it's it's your your human safe things. Yeah. Um, we do advertise like human popsicles on our sandwich board and that, you know, people say popsicles made out of humans. Yeah. You know, some are just jokesters, right? There's right. always yeah. a jokester around. You yeah. never lack for jokesters. No, you don't. <laughs> I was sharing with you before the show that my version of that, which is not nothing compared to the human meat one, but <laughs> is um, they think that my radio show is uh, four dogs. Oh, radio show for dogs? You know, yeah. and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm going to sit my dog in front of the radio yep. every day. It's a lot of barking and, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but there was that dog TV show channel that, right? Like, you could buy it. It was a subscription. I don't even know what it was on, but it. I haven't heard anything more where people were, you could, like, leave it on, and it's, like, birds chirping and cats running by and... Mm-hmm. I just don't think it took off. I tried to show our cat a bird video because you see funny things like where cats really respond to it. And she had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, One of our dogs, our black lab, um, will bark at, she w- will watch TV and bark at animals. Yeah. And she knows that she's not supposed to do it now. So she'll, she'll like try not to look and then, <sighs> you know, <laughs> like grumble at it. Like, <sighs> do you think like they see the TV as like a window? I think it's registering as an animal. Um, so I think that it's it's registering to them as... It's in my space and... An animal because, like, she doesn't bark at cars on TV or, you know, people. What about doorbells? Well, my old dog used to... My first dog, who has since passed away, um, like, who I got when I was 20, um, he used to, like, the pizza commercials, oh, yeah. you know, where they ring the doorbell 20 times... He would be like, oh, who's at yeah, the door? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest one, right? The the doorbell knocking on the door. That always gets them going. Um, which, another plus for Old Dog Haven. Marvin is blind. He doesn't give a crap about dogs walking by our front yard, dogs walking by on walks. You know, he's just like this little prince. Yeah. Or my other two are just like, this is my yard, and I've got to protect everything, you know, and it's annoying because mm-hmm. we're constantly saying back in the house, but Marvin can stay out because he's our dream child, you yeah. know? How long have you had him? Three years. Yeah. Yeah, three years this month. Cool. Um, yes, I think we've really lucked out as far as old dog haven standards, you know. Um, some can go really quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, they are old dogs, and you do have to understand that. I just feel like we're his retirement home. We created him a little bucket list when we first got him, and that Mm. was done in like six months. Mm. We're on round winning the costume contest last year. Yeah. Check. Um, Check, check for this year. Now we've got to go again next year. We're already already scheming. 
He's a happening guy. <laughs> yeah, he thinks so. Yeah. So um, you have a treat book coming out. Yes. Did I tell you that? You did. Oh, okay. It's like, wow, how did you know that? Okay, good. Yes. I. Uh, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, we are doing a full treat book. Um, we had a little media blitz. Um, a Girl Scout cookie something? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we... Um, did tell you that yes we that was february um a year and a half ago we the girl scouts of western washington did a dog treat recipe contest and it had to mimic a girl scout cookie oh be pet safe and there was tons of rules um you had to be a business you had to post it on your social media you had to you know Solicit votes, which isn't my favorite thing to do. Right. But now we were in it, and we came up with a wag along, uh, similar to your Girl Scout tag alongs. Um, and it was a it's a great name. Yes, uh, we were pretty pleased. I I felt like we came in right at the end. Um, a friend of ours who runs the Rescue Dog Gone Seattle tagged us in the contest like 48 hours before the deadline. Oh, like, wow. Oh, I got to enter. Yeah. And um, so we did a peanut butter, banana, oat cookie, coconut oil, egg, peanut butter, banana, and um, dipped it in carob so it looked like your tag along. Yeah. Um, which I was always um, a kind of turned off by carob because I thought it was like more of a, tasted like a baker's chocolate, like just this gross, bitter stuff that just looked like chocolate, but it's delicious. Yeah. Carob is delicious. I had never known, and now I know. And um, I can see why dogs do like it. It's different. It is different than your chocolate. But... So, but it is, It is. I agree, uh, good, like tasty. Yeah, it's, it's just good. A, it has a unique kind of flavor to it, or its, or its own flavor that doesn't really taste like chocolate to me. No, it's a but sweeter it, something. Yeah, I, you're right. Aromatic but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And we ended up winning. Um, and we thought that was great. We were really pumped about that. And a King Five, you know, announced the winner. So we were like, oh my gosh, we're on the news. And then Puget Sound Business Journal contacted us a few days later and said, I want to do a story on you. And I was out walking our dogs. So she's like, well, I have a deadline tonight. You need to get all this information to me tonight. And I wasn't very familiar with it. And it's like, okay. So we talked on the phone. We were texting back and forth some pictures. And she's like, be ready for this to go crazy for you. And you kind of think, okay. You know, like, yeah. I'm picking up poop right now. I can't really imagine <laughs> this is going to be that bonkers. And I told Ben, and he was just like, Puget Sound Business Journal. And then the next day, Como called and um, Associated Press. And it just snowballed so out of control. I still haven't absorbed it all. It was just the most wild spring i guess last year that we had um uh nbc nightly news and mm. we were just in oprah a couple months ago uh oprah magazine and nice. it's still happening a little bit but it's definitely petered off uh nbc nightly news was a big one we were on fox business news uh-huh which wasn't my favorite um interview wise or uh it's not a show I would personally watch, but that's all right. I understand. Yeah, we'll take uh, all presses. Good press is what they say, right? Yeah, yeah. That was probably the worst one for us. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. So you won that contest, and now you've got a treat book. And uh, so it'll be recipes for people to make treats at home? Yeah, they they are 
the recipes I use every day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for those who live far or can't get to the barkery every day or don't want to come to the barkery every day and would rather just have a batch of this one treat at home, this is your your guide to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything you can find in the grocery store, very simple. Uh, We use grain-free flours, but you don't have to. We use Bob's Red Mill. Um, but you can also find those in your local grocery store. Um, but yes, everything. And $1 from every book is going to go back to Old Dog Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, we also donate all of our tips to Old Dog Haven. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you can tell, there's a theme. We're, we're crazy about Old Dog Haven. Um, we have fostered and we do lots of rescue events, adoption events. We're all for that, especially having three rescue dogs. Um, I don't think you can advocate for um, a pet in need enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I did feel, and maybe you feel like this too, that there was this pull where everybody had a rescue dog and it became like almost trendy to, well, he's adopted and I've got him and he's had this rough story. Every dog, every rescue dog has like a rougher story than yours, right? Um, but then there was a, and what we're seeing a lot is just puppy bonanza. Oh, he's from this litter and this is his sister. And it's like, ah. I always feel kind of defeated because it's like, are we, are we not doing a good enough job advocating for the voiceless, you know? But um, I think just being out there and having Marvin and having Sherman. Sherman goes with us on the truck a lot, and he is jacked up. I mean, he's got everything wrong with him under the sun, but he's adorable, and everybody loves him. And you just think, you know, we can do it. If we can do it, anybody can do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some... Some are, are more costly than others, but that would be the same with any dog you buy from a breeder, too. Mm-hmm. There is a really, 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 really good book called The Dog Merchants mm. by Kim Cavan. Okay. And I interviewed her, I think it was in 2016, and I think I've rerun it since then. It's probably one of the if not the you know top 5 easily probably top 2 top 3 of the most important books that I've featured on the show okay. and I've talked to a lot of authors sure and uh it she it's basically about the industry of dogs and she looks at both rescues and breeders and um it's super super informative and really sheds a lot of light on kind of why we are in this place that we're in with, you know, all these dogs that need homes and these horrible stories on both sides. I mean, you know, puppy mills on the one end with the breeders and then these rescue groups that are equally shady. Yeah, sure. Um, And it's so well written. It's amazing. It's called The Dog Merchants. Um, The author is Kim Cavan. You can look it up in our archives. You can certainly buy the book and read it. It was, it really blew my mind and is... uh, uh, it's one of those tough it's you know there's a shadow side to our life yeah. with dogs and that the fact that we purchase them even in a rescue situation is yes. kind of you know kind of what we need to look at and, and all that kind of stuff so anyway I just wanted to mention that um, is there anything that else just with the minute or two we have um, uh, well how do people reach you um, we are on everything uh, you can find us on social media the Seattle Barkery, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a website. Um, 
email, the Seattle Barkery at Gmail. You can call me. I usually answer because I always hate to have to call somebody back. Yeah. I try to get to it. And then, of course, it's always like a solicitor or something. It's like, oh, <laughs> So the theseattlebarkery.com is your website? Um, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, your phone number? 206-851-1549. Awesome. Well, it was wonderful talking to you yeah, today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, I love what you guys do. I love seeing you around the community. Definitely check them out, theseattlebarkery.com. Thanks for listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Thanks. You've been listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Never miss another episode. Listen to our podcast online at dogradioshow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud.